Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Welcome into the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall. I'm super pumped about today. Got one of my good friends on the show with me, um, Pastor Jordan Cruz. Um, He is the director of Teen Challenge North Central Virginia. He was uh, the director, still is the director there in Fredericksburg, Virginia, where I went through uh, my induction phase of Teen Challenge. I'm sure, Pastor Jordan, you've got some stories on me. You're not allowed to tell all of them today. But <laughs> welcome into the show, man. How you doing? Doing very well. Here's a, a Zoom yes, pump. Yes, yes. This you, is brother. a social distancing fist pump. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Awesome, good to see man. you. Yeah, Love you and to... proud of you, man. Thank you, brother. You're doing Thank awesome. You. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. I'm I'm really excited to have you on today, man. I mean, uh, we just got to talking for a couple minutes before we jumped on and recording. I know today's going to be an awesome day. Today's going to be an awesome show uh, for our guests listening today. You know, we talk on on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. We talk about recovery in the church. We talk about uh, faith-based rehabilitation, what that looks like, what that sounds like, and what it is that we as the church are responsible for doing. Because, you know, I'm not only a director of a faith-based program, but I'm also a pastor. Pastor Jordan um, is not only a director, but has a pastor's heart. He's a uh, ordained pastor with the Assemblies of God. And so we just have pastor's hearts um, and we just so happen to work in in the faith-based recovery community. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about faith-based recovery community, um, we're, we're just talking about people who have, are coming out of darkness into marvelous light. Wouldn't Amen. you agree, Pastor Jordan? Amen. That's it. Awesome, man. Well, um, so uh, Pastor Jordan, he's the director there at Teen Challenge um, uh, Fredericksburg. And Pastor Jordan, you mind to just tell our audience just a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, how you come into the church? Absolutely. So I grew up on the Georgia line, Florida, Georgia line. This ain't a country uh, song, is it? In my <laughs> country band, Caleb. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're outside of Nashville. You should know these things. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, outside of Jacksonville and um, was exposed to the church at a young age. Um, but never really, you know, I would say was in the church, plugged in, you know, doing the mm-hmm. whole church thing, so to speak. Um, that right. was until I was around 13 years old. And I was actually invited to a revival at Church of God. Come on. Um, that was, it ended up being um, several months long. Wow. But you don't see those a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Y- yet. We're going to see them yes, again one day. On. Believe, yeah. Okay? Go ahead and preach now. It's been a while, but this was in 2001, and um, I was invited to this revival, and just God did what only God can do. He shook me up. He saved me, baptized Come me in the Holy Spirit. Come on, man. And uh, soon after, uh, just started attending that church and was just on fire for God. Come on. And, and I haven't stopped. Come you know? on, man. It's 2020, and not much has changed, baby. Come on. Yes, man. That's awesome. So, but it was around the um, time of, it was, this was August, 2001. And then I started going and um, attending and then September 11th happened. And it was not soon after that, that the revival kind of fizzled out. Mm. 
Um, but I, I continued to go there and finished out my, you know, high school uh, years there and the youth group there, just great people. The Scott family, uh, James Scott, Nathan Scott, um, were a father-son team, uh, just good old country church mm-hmm. of God people, man. Come on, man. So I, I started off my journey after high school to go to the University of Florida. Oh, don't you do it. <laughs> He's gator chomping for y'all folks. And this was, ba- we, we were on top of the world. <laughs> I mean, at the, when I was in Florida, we just won our second basketball championship in a row. Man, come you on. You remember these days, I right? do, I do. I can and name those starting the, five. <laughs> we won the, the football uh, twice within two, two or three years. But anyways, that's another mm. story. But while I was at the University of Florida, I was a freshman. I was in my second semester, and pretty much all hell broke loose in my life. And I've, now I'm serving God. I'm on fire for God. Mm-hmm. But I was in a place, you know, physically right. and mentally, really, where things were just going on. And ultimately, God had to – he plucked me up out of there and mm. uh, felt the call to go into full-time ministry, which I felt like I had when I was 16. Mm-hmm. But when it came time for me to leave high school and to go to college, I kind of went my own way, mm-hmm. somewhat like a Jonah yeah. move, you know, yeah. um, felt like God probably would want me there, but I went my own way. And so ended up at Lee University in your home state, the yes. great state of Tennessee. That's right. <laughs> uh, and went to Lee University and was very green in ministry, very still really, I mean, I was still relatively like a baby Christian in many ways, I think, mm. um, heading into Bible college. I'm, you know, 18, 19 years old. And I was being exposed to a lot of things, even just from my peers at school, mm-hmm. uh, pastor kids, and they would talk about things. I'd be like, what is, what? What is this whole yeah. thing? And right. so my eyes were really open. I yeah. had a great experience at Lee University, great four years. I believe you almost went there. Yeah. You almost yeah. went there on a basketball scholarship. Yep. Went there and tried out out there and uh, just never wound up even contacting them back. My life was a mess at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would have been there together though, right? That would have been crazy. Yes. That would have been nuts. Yeah. yeah. The Lord didn't want us to meet until you needed to straighten me out though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was it. He was preparing me to prepare you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so it was a great four years, man. And I actually started off as a pastoral ministry major because I just figured, hey, full-time minister, you're supposed to go into pastoral. That, that's that's the, literally the name of the degree. Right. Right. Um, but then uh, I think I was about halfway through my first semester. And, um, I changed it to, um, Bible and theology. Mm. And it's a different kind of path, you know, because pastoral ministry is very practical. You know, it talks a lot about church practices and literally practical ministry, whereas Mm -hmm. Bible and theology, that track is more just studying the word of God and the Greek and the Hebrew and studying theology. Right. And so with, with the intention, it's a pre-graduate emphasis. So it's all with the intention to go to seminary. And so for four years, this is what I'm, 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 I'm mm-hmm. on, I want to go to seminary. I want to go to seminary. And I had a roommate, Josh Zello. He was my roommate who I met through my friend at the time who was dating his cousin. And eventually I was introduced to my now wife of almost 10 years. Amen. And uh, was exposed to Teen Challenge through Josh Zello, as his yeah. grandfather was one of the first interns with David Wilkerson in New York yeah. in 1958. You know the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Zello family has a rich, you know, heritage and history connection oh, yeah. with with Teen Challenge Ministry. So I ended up doing two summer internships while I was at Lee. 
still with the intention to go to seminary. And so I was wrapping up my senior year, um, was, was I thought in my mind heading to seminary when I was offered basically uh, an opportunity to work for Teen Challenge on a full-time basis. And I'll, I'll remember when I was talking to Pastor Mike Zello on the phone, his, his pitch was not very good. It was basically, <laughs> you know, you'll get $50 a week. You're going to have to live at the center. When you and Jessica get married, we'll have to figure something out. But you're not going to have health insurance. There's no benefits. I can't promise you anything. All and real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. One thing I can promise you is you'll be in full-time ministry and you'll be ministering to young men who are hungry for God's word. Right. Yeah. So how do you say no to that? I mean, that right. to me, I, I, I literally got the call. Literally. It was a calling because it was a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. And I just felt like, well, what do I do? Do I go now go to seminary and study a lot of the same things that I just studied for four years for another three years, all with the end game of helping people, you mm -hmm. know, being in full-time ministry. And so I decided to, I prayed about, of course, pros and cons and, um, called just about everyone I knew, my mentors, the people in my life. And it was a very tough decision, but mm -hmm. I remember going back. I went back to when I made that decision to go to Florida instead of Lee. And I purposely just, you know, on a list, to be honest with you, like teen challenges to the bottom, you know? <laughs> and so I, I just prayed about that and I thought, you know what? I need to be contrarian in this and I need to go against my flesh and just mm -hmm. see what God's going to do. Yeah. And that's what I did. I went there uh, to Teen Challenge and worked with a great guy for about six years. His name was Ashley. I believe he actually had just left around the time that you came yeah, in. Yeah, 2015. Right. Yeah, I came in in 2015. I think he had just left maybe a year before. Or was it 2014 when he left? I think he had just left. Yeah. Oh wow. You, yeah. Right, right before you you came and. He was, I love Ashley, man. He, he taught me so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got an, I got my Bible education from Lee, you know, yeah. but I got my, you know, here's how you work with addicts education yeah. from yeah. Ashley. Yeah. And, um, have been at it ever since, man. This is 10 years, 10 years, yeah. over 10 years, you know, later. Mm -hmm. here we are. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that you said um, yes to the call physically and then the call spiritually that that god had laid before you um you know i got it in my notes here to even talk about that you know you go to college you go to bible college thinking pastoral ministries first then you 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 swip, swap and you're in theology and and uh and learning the word of god in greek and hebrew and really breaking it down and then God kind of kind of switches things on you again, but you were willing to just answer the call of God. I tell our students all the time, you know, the, you can make all the plans you want. I made big plans to stay in Pennsylvania yeah. and graduate. I was going to go to seminary. I was going to go to Bible college and all that up there. But I tell our students all the time, the only place to be is smack dab in the will of God. Amen. And, and I mean, and, and I think you definitely would agree with that situation. Look what's come out of it. You have your beautiful family, your beautiful wife. You're now yep. four kids because she's pregnant, right? Yep. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Boy four number boys. four, right? That's it. Awesome, yep. man. Awesome. You are not meant to breed daughters, <laughs> <laughs> sir. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but that's just incredible um, to see what is born out of you just answering the call of God. You know, I'm reminded of of the situation with me as well. You know, I, I was going to go to Bible college, going to relocate, get aid and move to Pennsylvania, you know, have this fresh start. And God says, no, 
you need to go home and tell everybody what I've done for you. I yeah. think I've said it on here before, but I tried to use the word of God against God when I'm praying in the chapel, arguing about going home. And I said, God, you said it yourself. A prophet isn't accepted in his hometown. And he, <laughs> he said, I'm not sending you back as a prophet. I'm sending you back as the garrison man who was delivered uh, by me, Amen. Legion. And because the garrison man sat at the feet of Jesus, he said, I want to go wherever you go. I want to be one of your disciples. He says, no, you go home and tell everybody what I've done for you. And so Amen. I just, just commend you for that answering the call of God. So grateful that you did. So I remember being in your office on, on many occasions, you would just spend hours with me. You would talk to me, just pour into me for, it didn't matter if it was two hours, you would just sit down, take the time, and talk to me, talk me through situations, uh, just check on me. That's what we do as directors, you know, with, you know, uh, I guess you would call them our counseling sessions. I, I, I really just believe that it's two Christians having a conversation, one who might be more seasoned in the Lord because he'd been walking with the Lord longer than the student who's sitting across from us that's seeking wisdom and seeking help. But, you know, I just, just commend you on that uh, for answering the call of God. Uh, you Amen. mentioned it a little bit, but the uh, the pedigree of Teen Challenge. So you graduate college, take this position at uh, Teen Challenge of Fredericksburg. Talk to me a little bit about that pedigree of Teen Challenge you got introduced to, you know, with uh, Pastor Mike Zello, his father um, being Absolutely. one of the first interns. Can you just briefly mention that for a little bit and talk to me? Absolutely. So, Mike Zello Sr. Um, was in Central Bible College, if, if I get the story correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, with his, well, future wife, Kay Ware, who's, whose name is actually mentioned in the book, The Cross and the Switchblade. Mm -hmm. um, and they took up the invitation. In fact, Pastor Mike Jr. still has the uh, copy or maybe even the letter that his mother, Kay, wrote to David Wilkerson asking uh, about coming and, and interning that first summer. And so from the very beginning, they they were involved. And I've had the great opportunity to, to get to know them both and right. to hear some of their stories. I actually went on a mission trip to help start a teen challenge in a tiny little country called Mauritius. A lot wow. of people have never heard of Mauritius. Wow. It's pretty much in the, middle of, <laughs> it's in the middle of the Indian Ocean. My goodness, I don't and, think any of our um, guests have heard of Mauritius either. <laughs> yeah, it's famous for the dodo bird, from what I hear. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, and so I was able to actually do ministry with him and kind of seeing how a little glimpse, you know, if you yeah. will, of how, you know, they started Teen Challenges. And you, you, we were talking about the church earlier. And, you know, when we started that Teen Challenge in Mauritius, you know, the first step was really to collect all the pastors right. you know, mm -hmm. to get their support and to um, have them kind of united in the effort. Mm. Um, and then you have, of course, Pastor Mike Jr., who uh, was born in San Francisco <laughs> while his parents were starting that Teen Challenge, yeah. um, because that's ultimately what they went on to do. Uh, right. Mike and Kay ended up starting many Teen Challenges all over this country. So it's kind of right. what they did. It was kind of mm -hmm. their the little niche they started, I believe the Miami teen challenge, big, big cities they yeah. went all over the country. And it was they were finally like church planners for teen challenge. Exactly. In I the mean, early days. Yeah. 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 And they were just popping over the whole entire country, starting these centers, but then they wouldn't stay, you know, they mm -hmm. handed off and yeah. they moved on to the next city. But it was awesome. when they finally started the one in Washington, DC, that that was the last one. 
that they kind of settled there. They, they kind of, you know, started their, their family and raised their family there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, Pastor Mike Jr. just grew up in it. Um, yeah. And then he kind of was, you know, he went through Bible college as well. And I think he had to kind of make a similar decision that I had um, where he had the opportunity to be a youth pastor to go to kind of the traditional church ministry mm-hmm. route. And instead he uh, went back to his roots and Come on. he said, it's like a pizza shop. You know, even his grandmother, like Pastor Mike Sr.'s mother was involved with Teen Challenge. So, I mean, wow. if, you, if you include her, there's just a, genera- generation, a generation to generation. Yeah. And now, of course, uh, Mike Jr.'s daughter, my wife, Jessica, she's involved with the Women's Home Teen Challenge. And I have four boys. There's a good chance maybe one of them might. I almost know, guarantee one of them will pick up the torch. <laughs> So there's a rich, rich heritage. There's not probably, there's probably not many, if any at all, uh, people involved in Teen Challenge, much less recovery ministry that has that sort of rich family history. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it is. It is. By the way, um, to our audience listening, we will have the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Pastor Mike Zello on the show here soon. We're working out a date that we can get him on Amen. and have Amen. an interview with him. I want to briefly move on to, you know, you mentioned it just a second ago and I ask all our guests that come on the show with recovery and the church, man, what right. is that role? I know I talk about it all the time. You know, I was so blessed in Teen challenge going from church to church. We based our model with be the Bush recovery ministries off the Teen challenge, North central Virginia model of, and which is a Teen challenge model going from church to church to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, Right. These congregations get their hands dirty a little bit. Heck, go love on right. the person who's dealing with addiction. Go yeah. get out of your comfort zone. Go get off your mm-hmm. pew and go love That's somebody, right. right? You know, That's so it. tell me how you feel about that. Um, what you've seen take place in that. Do you mind to mention that a little bit? Absolutely. Well, it's an interesting space for sure. Um, mm-hmm. There are many churches that um, think they can quote unquote do it. And by do it, I mean run a specifically geared ministry toward um, recovering addicts, specifically in a residential context, because I think there's a lot of, of course, people know of AA, NA, Mm -hmm. um, even Celebrate Recovery, Living Free. You have these non-residential models for people, maybe Mm -hmm. a lot of, in my opinion, are for people who maybe have went through a more intensive form of a residential program or something like that. And these are good programs for people to kind of keep it up, so right. to speak, you know, yeah, to have that accountability that's perfect. ongoing, but in a non-residential, you know, setting, mm-hmm. because they got to move on and get on with life. Right. You know, we want everybody to, to do that, you know? Right. Right. Um, so, but in, within the residential uh, recovery space, if you will, um, it's a very interesting, everyone thinks they can do it. You know, oh, a man, lot of churches, even big mega churches with, with a lot of funding, um, realize that even you can't just throw money at it. It's a complicated kind of ministry. It's a tough ministry, mm-hmm. as you very well know by now. Right. You know. Right. Tough on every level. Yes. You know, financial, all the way down to the mundane, everyday um, burden of the ministry. It's it's right. very tough. Right. And so you know, a lot of churches, uh, and I mean the local church specifically, kind of fi- have found that out the hard way. And now that's not to say there aren't some successful ones out there. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are. Um, in fact, there are, I've even, you know, met a few that, that are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, the Hesslers down in North Carolina. Um, they have a program called the 18 inch journey. Um, 
and they have another program, I think that's part of that, um, the Cageless Birds. But I was exposed recently to their ministry and it reminds me a lot of Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, now they're associated somehow, I think, to the Bethel Church. Um, they're, they're worship leaders and they actually fund their program um, with music and art. It's really, wow. really, really cool. Yeah, um, but I look at programs like that and I look at programs like Be the, the Bush Ministry, what you're doing. And I mean, that's, that is just pure and authentic. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like that's what the true root of what Teen Challenge is. Um, but the role of the church in that, I mean, is it is the church. It is the way I look at it. All we are is an extension campus, right? A satellite campus of yeah. the church. I, you've mm-hmm. probably heard me say this when you were a student, you know, and I've said this on a stage while we've kind of traveled around and shared Teen Challenge with churches and our testimonies. And that is Teen Challenge is the church. I mean, it's just where you basically, I said, we'll pretend we were just going to lock all the doors and windows of the church and just, we're going to all keep you here for the next year. You know, that's, that's it. Come you know, on, that's man. It. That's it. That's yeah. all it is. It's, yeah. It is the church. It's right. just a form. It's an extension of the church. And as you said, I think it's super important um, for the people that we're helping to be ex- exposed to the local church in all of its various forms and fashions. You know, mm-hmm. I went to some churches, somehow got in the door, not sure how, but somehow we get in there. Yeah, but yeah. maybe, uh, you know, I, I meet the pastor, but mm-hmm. the congregation don't know what Teen Challenge is. They've never met us. And we've had had some situations where it was like, they're like this is interesting, you know? Yeah. But I, I commend those types of pastors. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a Lutheran pastor, a more traditional type of pastor in a high church mm-hmm. setting. And we walk in, you know, with 12 to 14 guys, and they all look like they've been to prison and they can right. up, you know, somebody. Um, but as you said, I think that's a beautiful thing um, at mm-hmm. that, that intersection of two things that we don't think really go together, yet fundamentally they have to and they should, and they do. Ultimately, right. it's, it's, it's Jesus. Right. And it's a beautiful picture because I think the guys, I work with men, adult men, mm-hmm. So I call them the guys. The guys need that. They need that exposure that this is the local church. This is, this is kind of what it is Mm -hmm. Um, because this is the setting that we, we want ultimately for them to end up in eventually, you know, after the program and then the same for the church to look at these guys and to look in their eyes. And as you said, when you were a student to be exposed to that and to just love on them, but it is challenging for some. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good challenging all the way around. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, we, we go to, so us as be the Bush recovery ministries really, you know, I just, I tell, I try to explain it to, to people all the time, really what we are. I'm team challenge without the name team challenge. I mean, we literally yeah. run exactly like team challenge. I feel like I have the team challenge pedigree in me in the sense of graduate, graduating team challenge, being around, you know, you and the Zello family and just understanding the heritage, understanding what team challenge really is about. Um, and so, but we do, we expose our guys to all kinds of denominations and all kinds of churches. I mean, if you believe in the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus, we're brothers and we're sisters and, you know, and so, uh, we get guys that come in with different personalities, different things going on. Somebody might fit uh, a Baptist church more along their lines of thinking or doing a service than, uh, my church, which is an assembly of God church or a church of God, you know, it doesn't make them wrong. I'm so tired of seeing churches, you know, backbite and devour one another when they see that when people see this, it's the exact they just say, that right there is exactly why I want nothing to do with the church. They can't right. even get along with each other. And Jesus doesn't say, you know, 
they will know you, your doctrine and denomination, that you are my followers. Now he says, your love for one another is the way that they will be able to tell that you are my disciples, that you are followers of me. And so we want to expose our students um, to these type of different churches and see what's the best fit. Cause that's the, that's the end goal, right? Become a Christian, get right. born again, and then get plugged in. Right. That's right. It's where so that's many right. guys fail uh, coming out of teen challenge or ministries like mine, faith-based recovery ministries is that they'll go somewhere, whether it's home or whether it's moving on, because look yeah. guys, you can't run from your problems, right? You'll take right. yourself with you every time. <laughs> But, right. you know, you have to plug in, surround yourself with the right people, surround yourself with the body of Christ. That's right. And, uh, you know, that's what makes a huge difference as far as becoming successful. You know, people see some of the success that I've had, and it's all because of Jesus, right? All glory to God. Amen. But it, it is also has to do with I plugged in when I came home. I had a yeah. great church that I plugged into. I had accountability. You know, when you want to run off like the Lone Ranger, and expect that you're going to have these positive results at the end of it. It just, it doesn't work like that. And I think the role of the church in these recovery communities is just, is so vital um, to these guys uh, success. And so, um, you know, the local church plays a big role in what it is that we do. And and like you, I just want to touch on briefly and then I'm, I'm going to move on, but you talked about um, faith-based recovery centers being an extension of the church. That is exactly what we are, right? And here's, I probably offend pastors or certain people when I say things like this, but, you know, Jesus doesn't say in the Bible, get people at the end of your church service to raise their hand and ask, say a prayer to ask Jesus into their heart. He says, go out and make disciples. What is it that faith-based recovery centers are doing? Making disciples. That's right. We're locking arms with these people locking shields with them. We're putting our loving arms around them and saying, let me walk with you. Let me show you what it's like to be a Christian. Let me love you. Let me show you compassion, forgiveness. Let me show you grace when you need it. Like that's what we do in the faith-based recovery community um, by creating disciples. That's what this is all about. And that's what the church has to get a hold of too. Some churches have become country clubs and right. you know that's so unfortunate um and 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 you know maybe even some of those type churches i'm just going to be honest i have seen our ministry go into those churches and break that mentality off of a church amen <laughs> it breaks the mentality cuz then they they see it they're like wow oh oh this is this is what christianity I mean, it, it's a part of it. It's not what all of it is about, but right. reaching the lost is just a huge part of what we're doing. It's a great commission, right? It's what God has called us to Amen. do. And so Amen. we see when we come in and they get to minister to our men, get to minister to our, now our women's home with Miriam house. It's, um, it's just incredible. The, the role of the church is just huge um, in, the, in these discipleship programs. So I want to move on to a couple of our last questions here. One of my favorite, <laughs> and I know you do it as well. Um, but but what is uh, what is it, and how do you feel about um, the discipleship model slash or the medical model or the client student? Like, what is the difference? Where's your heart on that? Right. Um, what is it that you feel? Just just touch on that for a little bit because that's a huge topic. There's there's government funding out there for people who want to get into this. Sure. There's dollar signs going off everywhere. But where right. do we stand as the body of Christ 
and as men of God that want to disciple men and see Jesus set guys free. Amen. So the question has a lot of facets to it, you know, for me, the way I look at it. Um, I can only speak for, for how I, who I am and where I'm at and sure. from how I, from where I see it. And, how I see right. it. and that is, I know what I've seen work. I know how I feel about the matter personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's what I've been doing. Right. Um, so I truly believe um, that, you know, what Teen Challenge does ministries like Be the Bush Ministry, uh, what we are offering is, this is my opinion, um, is the true cure. It's the solution. Okay. So that is where I think it's difficult, probably where you and I would agree. It's difficult when you know the answer to, the, to a question, mm-hmm. right? But then other people in the class are saying they have a different answer. You know, and we're like, no, nah, you're wrong. You know, we, yeah. we had the answer, you know. Right, right. However, having said that, you know, on a, on a bigger scale, on a larger scale, in my position, even within the church, I'm not going to, you know, condemn a, I'm not going to condemn right. somebody sure. um, for who, someone who wants to help addicts. But no. I don't think that's the question. Right. You know, the question isn't, you know, should people try to help addicts on any sort of level? Um using, you know, medical science or, or any of those things. I think that there are certain, I've seen this, and this is right. where I go back from experience too. If you do it long enough, you will see certain cases with people who for some reason or another, there could be uh, something going on there. You mm-hmm. know, I've had to mm-hmm. refer some people to say, hey, you know, do you have some other things going on that you do need some more critical care in maybe a mental sort of way I just did that yesterday or two <laughs> days ago. Yeah. I, we sent a, we had a student and he, he needed more care than what we were giving right. him from a mental health standpoint. And there's nothing wrong with that, but go ahead. Yeah. Yes. So the, again, it's the exception to the rule becoming the rule, mm-hmm. you know, that this, then that means that everyone needs that or, you know, we need to change everything. Uh, I think the rub for me is, is and I'll, I'll speak to the teen, you know, to teen challenge ministry mm-hmm. um, because it is such a large organization. I mean, there's over 1200 centers around the world. Right. It's a right. very, very big center. And there's some centers even just within the United States that have literally over a hundred million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big, it's a big deal. You know, big it's a big deal. organization. So within that, of course, you want to have a lot of people who have, again, mm-hmm. their own answer to the question. Sure. But like I said, I can only speak from what I, have my own convictions and, sure. and what I've seen, what I've experienced in my own life. Right. And that is the freeing power of Christ. Come on. You know, and that there's no way around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, again, the rub for me is when uh, people who want to change a uh, ministry like Teen Challenge um, and make it something that, that you know, on a fundamental level, which I think what we're talking about is somewhat fundamental, which is sure. you're changing the very, you know, approach you're looking at the problem in a completely different way to say, mm-hmm. this is what, these are the tools we need. And to be honest with you, Caleb, I think a lot of it has to do with money. Unfortunately it has to do with funding um, because it is tough to be a, uh, we say faith based it's pastor Mike. He likes to say faith saturated right, um, right. organization, again, extension of the church. And this goes back to the church thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a church to support. You know, because right. we, we, if we are the church and we're just an extension of church, well, you know, funding and support has to come from somewhere. Right. You know, that's why it is a missional type of thing. It's a mission. Mm-hmm. And if the church isn't there to support, then you're going to have 
you know, guys and, and women who, who maybe start looking for that funding or that support in the government or in other places. Right. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, it, it's a, it's, it is a kind of complex issue. I don't want to condemn mm-hmm. anyone for helping addicts, but I do have a problem with someone who maybe wants to change the very essence of, of what Teen Challenge or other ministries like, like yours, where it's a, it's, 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 it, unless you've gone through the program, it's hard to describe. It's more right. than just gospel centric. It's more right. than just Christ centered. That's just right. a nice way to put it. Yeah. It's, it's throughout. It, that yeah. is what it is. I mean, you know, we wake up, we pray, mm-hmm. we have chapel, you know, mm-hmm. go to class. It's Bible, Bible, Bible. I, I, right. I, I just taught class yesterday. And you, you probably remember this when you were a student. I say, you can forget everything that you learn about a teen challenge. Right. Like, don't you forget this. That's right. That's you don't right. forget this. That's you know? it. And That's so it. The, the problem is with programs that depend on maybe government money or health insurance money. My, my worry is how much of this can you, can you really emphasize, you know, that's the worry, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it is, it, it's, it's interesting. It's complicated. It's, it, well, it's not complicated. Let me, let me take, it's not complicated. We make it complicated, but it's really not. It's really right. not. It's, it's, it's people who need to make a choice. You know, you mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta stand on your convictions and you just gotta be confident in the Lord. He's called you. And if you do that, He'll, you seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, all of its righteousness, right? Yeah. And he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll take care of us, you know? Right. Even if it gets yeah. really hard and gets really tight, he'll come through in the midnight yeah. hour. Come That's on right. now. That's right. He'll come through. <laughs> That's right. You have to have faith. Yeah. Faith. If you want to say you're faith-based, how about you use it? Yeah. Oh, come on. Now that'll preach. That'll right? preach right there. You know, we when it comes to, I tell our students, I preach this all the time. It's like faith is the currency of heaven, right? Right. If you want or you're needing uh, uh, even a, a financial thing, maybe it's not financial, pull out your spiritual billfold and pay the bill, right? <laughs> pay the bill. Faith is the currency of heaven. The right. Lord Jesus says it himself. If you want to ask with a, a double I and mean, be double minded and not ask in faith and not have right. any kind of faith behind what just don't even ask like you're just no, wasting your time really with that right and uh you know i was talking to brother don wilkerson uh when we got to talking about this and and he because i remember you'll you'll remember what i'm about to tell you but it was the time that you broke me from authority and i was in a classroom for 14 hours a day <laughs> seven days straight and man you, you come down on me and, yeah. and it was exactly what i needed it was, right. I know Pastor Mike told you to never do that again, but maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you to rebel against him. He's your leadership, but it worked, <laughs> man. It worked and it broke me. And while I was in that classroom, I read the David Wilkerson biography that his son wrote. And mm-hmm. I remember just testimony after testimony of God's provision for them in mm-hmm. the early days, man. I mean, crazy provision. Right. Even beyond that, when, when Pastor David Wilkerson was raising funds yeah. for these big projects, where I'm talking millions of dollars that they would raise for these big projects all through the body of Christ. That's right. Through God's provision. You know, That's right. maybe if you have to go outside of God's resources, maybe you don't need it. Yeah. So right. absolutely. That'll preach. I feel the Holy Ghost Amen. right now. <laughs> My gosh. I mean, like, yeah. really, like, right. I mean, you know, we, we started our ministry. I started our ministry with a box of t-shirts and a dream to disciple men and a yes in my heart, man, that said, God, I'm willing to do this thing. We opened our doors with $4,000 in a bank account with a hundred thousand dollar a year budget. 
but I ain't never not had money to pay a bill. We've never not had food. We've never Amen. not had uh, the provision to take care of men who come in with no clothes, straight out of jail, straight off the streets, whatever. God Amen. has provided every single bit. Amen. We That's have right. a property fund right now. We just got donated 27 acres. Like, come on, man. God's still yes. That's right. Why? why do we and why would we try to reach out to these other sources? I know we briefly mentioned it. Um, you know, when we was talking before we got started, but it's like, you know, if that's what you want to do, why not just call it something else? Right. Right. Why right. do the bait and switch game? We're going to bait you in because you're asking for faith-based recovery. But then when you yes. get here, we're going to switch it all up on you. Man, that's I don't think God can honor that. God no. can't honor that. You know? No. He, and if he, and my, my, my whole thing is if you really feel that strongly about it, go do your thing. Right. You know, what you don't need to do is hijack something. Sure. That's exactly. God doesn't honor that. If you really feel passionate, God's called you to do these things, then you go out and do it. And like you just said, God will either be with you or he won't. Right. You know? Yeah. But I mean, you're absolutely right. And I wonder, you know, I think it's not tarnishes, but how does it affect our testimony? Is it, you know, our testimony is, you know, God provided and we yeah. give him the glory and the honor. What right. kind of testimony is it like where we have to say, well, we're in this program, that program, and this is how this works. I mean, there's yeah. no, God don't get no glory for that. Right. 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 Yeah. That's it. That's exactly right, man. And, uh, you know, the, the faith based, it, it's just, it's what, it, it's what works, you know? And here's the thing. I wanted to say this real quickly too, before we move on, close this thing out here. I could do this all day with you, man. I know we could do this all day, but you know, um, secular rehabilitation is needed. Right. right. We as a society, we understand the opioid crisis. We understand the problems of addiction. It's huge. It's crazy. People are dying. Right. Right. Secular rehabilitation is needed. But if somebody's asking for faith based, if somebody wants to learn how to be disciple, learn how to follow Jesus and wants a piece of this thing that's been right. going on since the 50s, where men have been set free, they hear the testimonies, they read the stories, they see the movies, all of these things. Right. If they want faith-based, how could you not give them faith-based, which is what they're asking for? But again, secular rehabilitation is needed. We as a society, what would we do? You know, Are we not going right. to attempt to help these people? Yeah, ANA probably has a 5% success rate. That might be being generous, but I mean, right. what are, we, are we not going to give them something to try to right. help these people? But sure. when they ask for faith-based, we need yeah. to give them faith based. If they ask for Jesus, let's give them Jesus, right? Right. So, amen. Hey, amen, man. I know we could we could stay on that soapbox uh, <laughs> for a little while, but you know, we'll we'll move on from there. I'm going to ask you this last question, and mm-hmm. and we're going to close it out, man. But you know, I just want to hear your heart on this. I, I think I already know the answer, but you know, Pastor Jordan, the folks have heard your your testimony, you know, and your story, and you have a pastor's heart. You went through school yes. and pastoral ministries and theology and you you could be doing different things in ministry wise sure. you could be pastoring you could you could take another position somewhere. why is it that you keep doing what you're doing with teen challenge i want to give you an answer you're probably not ready for uh-oh <laughs> i love surprises especially <laughs> <on> a live <laughs> show <laughs> no it's uh it, it's simply for the fact that i haven't been released mm. it's i haven't been released it is a tough I can't emphasize how tough it is. Yeah. Um, people don't get it. Um, it's easy to, to, to cast stone, you know, throw stones and criticize. And boy, do we get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. 
But what God's called me to do is to stand up, do a difficult work. And that's just, it's a calling to do a difficult work. And it's somewhere in that, in the difficulty of it is there's a burden Mm -hmm. and there's a great sermon. I'm sure you've seen it. I showed it to the guys. You go back to the David Wilkerson sermon, a call to anguish. Have you ever, you've seen yeah. this? Oh, I yeah. Imagine. Oh, yeah. If to me, that's just the call of God. Uh, I think it's easy to um, overthink it. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to be attracted to something that's more appealing because Team Challenge work is not glossy, it's mm-hmm. not attractive. No. It's raw trenches, hard, hard, hard. And God has just somehow given me the grace to just keep fighting and to keep, yeah. to stay in those trenches. And so it's simply for that. And I know the, the, the right answer is to see men's lives change. Amen. And it is, right. it is a hundred percent. No doubt. But my heart also breaks for the mistakes I've made mm-hmm. for the guys who didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm. Yeah. So the, yeah, that's a part of the highs are really high, very rewarding. But right. if I wanted to be in a rewarding work, there's other things I could do that are that are that are rewarding. Mm-hmm. Come on, right? I no, mean, there's no doubt. There's yeah. A lot of things in life that are rewarding. Even a pastor, you see, you can evangelize, you probably, you know, preach, and you see come people like you said, people raise their hands. Mm-hmm. And, but there's something about the teen challenge work that is so difficult mm-hmm. that you know you have to be called. Yeah. And I feel called, and God has given me somehow the gift and the grace to somehow stay in a very, very difficult work, even when the people you're trying to help fight you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, this is My good goodness. stuff I'm giving you, Caleb. Oh, I know, okay? man. Trust so me. So that's why I'm still here, because I haven't been released. Yeah. There's still, there's still work. Yeah. I can't, you, can't undo, you can't leave a work until you feel, oh, okay, or someone else can replace you, but that hasn't happened. Right, right. You know? and, and where I'm at in Teen Challenge in Fredericksburg, I'm in a place where I, I, it's still me. It's still me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it's not yeah. me though. It's the Lord through me. Sure. No, no, I know and, what you're saying. It, it's all the Lord. And, and that's the important thing. You said this earlier. A teen challenge has never helped anyone. I've never helped anyone. You know, the Lord in me has helped someone. Teen mm-hmm. challenge, you yeah. know, the Lord of teen challenge has helped someone, but it's right. Jesus. It's yeah. love and it's Jesus. Yeah. But it's because of the heart. Isn't that a weird answer? It's yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't <laughs> think that's it's the, really hard and challenging. Yeah. Challenges on both ends. It's the student yeah. and the staff. Yeah. But it's a tough work and it's not yeah. done. Oh yeah. I mean, I, uh, I tell the students all the time, this will be the most difficult thing that you ever do, but it'll be the most rewarding thing that you ever do. Amen. And I, and I you used to tell us that when I was a student in the program, I'm right. now seeing that as a director. <laughs> It's just right. crazy. It's this on is, both ends. Dude, this is yeah. a hard, you know, I, I know it's ministry, but at the same time, you know, this is our career. This is what we're doing. This is how God is providing for our families, all of these things. This is not easy. It reminds me of what you said earlier about churches just have these great ideas about starting these recovery programs. And like, that's cool. Your heart's right. And that's good. Yeah. But this ain't just something you just decide to open and start one day. Like no. if you don't have a calling to this, right? you are going to be miserable. You'll wear yourself out. 
and right. and and you'll wind up eventually throwing in the towel. That's it. I totally, actually, understand exactly what you're saying. You know, it's it's difficult at times for me too. You know, and I know this is the case for you too. I get offered jobs to be a pastor or you know speak in different places all the time, but I have not felt God release me either. You know, yeah. who's I'm not I'm not going to sit here and pretend like maybe one day He wouldn't call me away from faith-based recovery ministry and, and pastoring or doing something yeah. different. Uh, that's his plan. And when it's right. time for him to do that, if he ever does that, then that's what I'll do. I just want to be smack dab in the will of God, like I said earlier, but you know, Amen. I don't find that answer. Actually, this might surprise you. I don't find that answer, um, you know, to be weird or abnormal, man. I mean, that's just being real authentic because this, it, it is, it's tough. It's the toughest thing um, that, that I've ever done for sure. Uh, it is one of the most rewarding things. And, uh, you know, I just commend you for staying in and continuing to fight the battle. Although though things have been tough for as long as you have, you know, you've been doing this over 10 plus years now and, and, uh, you're just staying faithful and continuing to fight the good fight. And, you know, uh, we, we can't win them all, but for the ones, right. that it, my goodness, isn't it, it's it. Just worth it, uh, worth it, it all. You know, and I think that's part of the answer too, is it's the next one. Yeah. You know, I celebrate what God's done in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and I applaud it and, and I'm so proud, but it's always the next one. Right. Right. You, you get me? Have that mentality. Yeah. You have to, it's, it's, it's who's next. I got to help the next guy. That's you know? the gospel. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Go into the ends of the earth, preach the gospel. Wow. Incredible, man. This was, this was really incredible, incredible interview with Pastor Jordan Cruz. Um, Pastor Jordan, if anybody's in the uh, Virginia area, how can they get a hold of you if they're needing help? I know you've got beautiful ashes, the women and children's home too. Yes. Information. Absolutely. So we're part of Teen Challenge North Central Virginia. That's the the, the parent kind of organization. Within that, we have the Teen Challenge Fredericksburg Men's Home, Beauty for Ashes, Women and Children's Home. And the Teen Challenge right now of Richmond is a crisis outreach center. We're hoping one day to have a residential program down there as well. But um, Teen Challenge VA by Virginia.org. All right. Yeah. Awesome, man. Love you, Pastor Jordan. I Love appreciate you, you coming Friday, on man. today, man. So Absolutely. thank you for tuning in to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. We had an incredible show today. Thank you, Pastor Jordan, for sharing your heart. And we Absolutely. hope that you guys tune in next week. Talk to you yeah. soon. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.